Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Irish on Tap, a podcast about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on social at BeatOn300, and you can follow our main account at ONTAP Irish. And on today's show, we are actually just going to dedicate it solely to Clemson and the shit show that was Saturday because we have a bye week and we are not back on the field until November 18th which actually is senior day, and it is Sam Hartman's reunion against his former Wake Forest team. Um, where to start, right? Like, I, I I, couldn't help but hear myself talk as the game was going on. And When I did the pregame show, I said, we have a better offense than them. We have a better defense than them. Surely nothing can go wrong. And boy was I fuck. Boy was I wrong. I was the most wrong. Um, literally everything that could have went wrong did go wrong. Sam Hartman threw a pick six. Sam Hartman threw, forgot how to throw a football. Uh, fucking the offensive coordinator Gerard Parker just forgot that we have Audric Estime for the entire second half. And the defense, while they kept getting stops, and Clemson simply refused to win the game. Sam Hartman could not move the football more than three fucking feet. He could not – he was a statue in the pocket. He was getting smoked back there, and he was. it looked like he was throwing off his back foot all Saturday. And I just don't understand how you can go from winning 58-7 to the week before and offense is firing, defense is firing, special teams is firing, you're getting a kick return for a punt return for a touchdown, and you're blocking one for a touchdown. And then the following week, it is just you revert back to, I don't know how to play football, and I refuse to win this game. I hand up, definitely made this like my play of the week and put a lot more money on it than I did other games. And it actually ruined my fucking Saturday. I was like seven and or seven and two or eight and two after this game ended. And I was like barely up on the day because this team couldn't stop like just sucking their own nuts. Like it was awful. Estime had 17 carries for 87 yards and he had three touches in the second half. Phil Maffa, who is the backup, might I add, is not Will Shipley. Will Shipley did not play for this game as he did not clear concussion protocol in time to suit up for this game. Had 36 carries for 186 yards and two touchdowns. Excuse me, you are Notre Dame. That should never fucking happen. I don't care who you're playing. No one should ever run for 186 yards on you. Kate Klubnick, 13 to 26 for 109 yards. Pedestrian numbers. If it was Uyunglele that played us yesterday or Saturday, we'd have lost that game by 50 fucking points. Thankfully, it was Cade Klubnick, and he's terrible at football. Like I said, going into the game, he was definitely not the reason why they won the game. Sam Hartman's numbers on the day, 13 of 30, 146 yards, two picks, one resulting in a touchdown, and both turnovers ended up in Clemson points. You lose the game by eight points. Your quarterback has a pick six and two interceptions. Dare I look any further? The offensive coordinator put us in terrible positions all game long. There was a screen pass in the first half that was probably like the worst screen pass that I think I've ever seen set up. Nobody could step up and make a play in the second half. And when you're sitting here and in week 10 or whatever week it is of the season, and you're trying to rely on Jordan Faison, someone that has not, made a huge impact throughout this season as like your bell cow in the fourth quarter. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? 
Audric Estime could play in the NFL right now if he wanted to, and you give him the ball three times in a half where you're chasing the entire time, it makes no sense. Gerard Parker should have been left on the goddamn tarmac in Clemson, South Carolina. There is no reason why he should have been on that flight to come back to South Bend. It's gut-wrenching for the guys like Xavier Watts and for the guys like Audric Estime that put their blood, sweat, and tears into this program to try and put us into a better position to get us a better bowl game. And now we're going to be playing in like the Meineke Car Care Bowl or the fucking Idaho Potato Bowl or some completely awful bowl game against a seven and five or eight and four team. And it's going to be a rerun of Iowa state when we absolutely ran them off the field in the camping world bowl, camping world bowl. It's disgusting. This team was so much better than what we've seen from them this season. I know the over under was set at, at uh, nine and a half, right? They're actually going to hit the hundred. It's insane to me, right? They, when I, when I did the preseason show, they were expecting us to lose the USC, the Ohio state and the Clemson games. We lost two of those three and we're still going to go under. We like, I don't fucking know, man. It's frustrating. Freeman has done good things. He's done bad things. I don't know if he's the guy yet, but I get we still need more time to find out, right? He is a phenomenal players coach. He's someone who used to play in the league, who used to play college football, so he knows everything that these guys are going through on a daily basis, and you just hope that he can find what this team needs. But we were sold a, b- a bag of fake goods in Sam Hartman. I mean, yeah, he's looked great in certain games, but like I said, he has one 300-yard game, and every time we play a team that's worth a shit, he literally turns into – I'm trying to think of, like, the best the best uh, analogy or, like, quarterback that I can use. He turns into, like, Manziel with the Browns, bro. It's just interceptions. It's just running around, unpredictability, and just – the the best Sam Hartman on Saturday was when he was not throwing the football. He ran the football for yeah. He ran the ball for sixty eight yards. That's not the Sam Hartman we signed up for, but it's the Sam Hartman we fucking got. So he's had some good moments. He's had some bad moments. But if Sam Hartman is who we thought he was when we got him. This team is going to a New Year's Six Bowl game. This team is still fighting for a chance to maybe be a fringe college football playoff team. But honestly, with the way the teams are this year, I don't think this would have been a year that a one a one win team or one loss team uh, could have snuck in. I think the only one loss team that has a chance to sneak in is Oregon, and that would be uh, if they win the Pac-12 championship, which they very well could, but. New Year's Six was still, if we went undefeated, very attainable for us and very, it would have been profitable. It would have been a great game to have. It would have been, like I said, a a bookend to the first two years of the Marcus Freeman experience because he got his very first coaching opportunity in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State, and he lost. He blew a huge first-half lead, everything. So 
It is what it is. I haven't even looked at the bull projections. I honestly should probably just look at them now. So 2023 college. Because before we were projected to definitely get a New Year's Six. See where it's at. Says, will there be any? Will there be enough eligible six-win teams to fill all the bowl spots? Oh, that's great for me because I don't want NIU might end up going five and seven. So I'm dealing with uh, haymakers on every front. I watched uh, NIU lose twice in the last week. I watched Notre Dame blow their load on Saturday. The Bears lost, and my fucking footy team Tottenham lost. So if I root for you as a an athletic team, you probably lost recently. Yeah, Louisville is 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 slated to play Ohio State. <laughs> what, what the actual fun? That that means they think that, yeah, no, no, those are all New Year's six. So we could have got we could have got a rematch against Ohio State. That'd have been sick. Never mind. Hold the phone. I forgot LSU lost last week. We can still get our Super Bowl. We can still get the fuck you, Brian Kelly game. In the Relia Quest Bowl. I have no idea what that bowl game is. I've never heard of it, but it doesn't matter what it's called. If we get LSU, all bets are off. That game is the Super Bowl. I still hate Brian Kelly to the core, and I don't care. That's what the projection says. Obviously, a lot can still happen in this last month of the season, but uh, yeah, uh, that would probably be the best possible consolation prize that I could think of for this Notre Dame team. Uh, is to get an opportunity to play that fat fraud, Brian Kelly. That's a, that's a godsend in a season that is all but lost at this point. And I would actually be like, that would basically be the college football playoff for me. I don't care. But these are the predictions that were given by Fox Sports. Obviously, other publications have other different predictions. But in a season where the best record that we could have is nine and three, with an opportunity to get to 10 wins coming against Brian Kelly, that's probably the best case scenario. And I don't think there's any fan in the Notre Dame fan base that would be disappointed with this opportunity to, to go up against the guy that said he was leaving for a better opportunity. He abandoned our student athletes in the middle of a fucking season, no integrity. So um, offensively, you have to go estimate this game. Estimate is – I'm going to miss him so much when he's gone, dude. He's, he's the most talented back that I can remember seeing at Notre Dame, and he, he just every week gives us his best. And he just wants to win football games. And, you know, when they show the, the sideline shots of him down on the sideline, he fucking hates to lose, bro. He just wants to win, and he gives us his all week in and week out, and they just didn't give him the ball. They just simply – refused to give him the football in the second half in a game that you lose by eight. And that is a fireable offense, my friend. I don't understand it. I never will. And let's just not put ourselves in that position where we're chasing and where we have to not give him the ball because he deserves to touch the football in all four quarters of the game, unless it's an absolute blowout. But one thing I saw Pete Sampson tweeted yesterday uh, on Twitter, yeah, on Twitter, he put out something regarding our points. So, said, make what you'd like of these statistics, right? Notre Dame's offense averages 6.18, 6.81 yards per play. That's 13th nationally. 
Irish averaged 36.8 points per game, which is 15th nationally and is also tied for sixth in school history. I said empty calories. A majority of our points came against dog shit competition or the USC defense. It's frustrating, bro. It is. It's what I talked about at the beginning of the season. We played absolutely no one for the entire first month of the season. And you run up the score on them. But one thing that a quote that I can take away from playing Chicago semi-pro football is you never take credit for beating up on midgets. Okay. I played a while ago that, that would have to be changed to, you never take credit for beating up on small people. But at the end of the day, when you're beating a terrible Navy team and when you're beating a terrible Tennessee state team, and when you're fighting to beat a terrible central Michigan team, and then you have to go and play teams that are worth the shit. This is what happens. Fuck you, Tyler from Spartanburg, for calling into Dabo Sweeney's show last week and lighting the fire under his ass to go out there on Saturday and kick ours. But it happened. You guys know I said it on the show. I say it every time we play Clemson. I hate (laughs) – there might be one person that I hate more than Brian Kelly in college football, and it's Dabo Sweeney. I absolutely cannot stand the guy. But – He has our number, and more often than not, when my team goes to play his team, they win, and it pisses me off to my core. Clemson is terrible this year, and you go into their house and you lay an absolute egg. It is beyond frustrating, and now you have to – the worst part about it is you don't get it. You have to sit on this for a week. You have a bye week. You have to sit on this for a week before you have senior day at Notre Dame, and you play against a Wake Forest team who was very frisky against Duke. They only lost to Duke by three points. Uh, I think it was this last Thursday. And it was a Duke team that played without Riley Leonard. So, and you know, too, that Wake Forest, yeah, they'd be in a lot better position if they had Sam Hartman this year. They're going to come into South Bend and try to beat us. They know we're we're vulnerable right now. They know they'll have an opportunity uh, to go out there and put their best foot forward. And this could be, you know, uh, it's their Super Bowl, as as our players and as our fans like to say, when people come to play Notre Dame at Notre Dame Stadium, it is the Super Bowl to them. So have to find a way to, again, for the third time this season, get back up off the mat and get out there and win a football game. You have two more chances to go and win a football game, one against Wake Forest and then one against Stanford. And we don't know the next time we'll play Stanford. Stanford's pretty bad this year, but uh, you know those games are always one in the trenches. They're hard-nosed. We're going to run the football. They're going to run the football, and and it's going to be a tighter game than anticipated. But I, I, I am so pissed. I didn't even realize we had a bye week. Like I just couldn't wait to close the laptop watching the game on Saturday and, and log off the Twitter. But the players have more than enough time to regroup for this final third of the season or whatever fraction of the season it is. Cause you have three games left, right? You have two, you have home game and away game and a neutral site game, one of each type and find a way to go three and up. Go 3-0, send the seniors off the right way, uh, win a bowl game so that you can you can uh, get prepared for that next season and, and get ready to roll. Um, and I know we won the bowl game last year, and it was it was a good game against South Carolina, but why not win another one? Because if you win that one, you get, you get to 10 wins. And 
I think again we're re we're removing the goalposts, but if you can find a way uh, to find yourself in the top fifteen or top sixteen at the end of the season, all love isn't lost. But we're gonna have to restart next year. We're gonna have to find a new quarterback, and I think that we're probably gonna look to the transfer portal to find that quarterback. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, we have no fight. We have no dog in the race. Right. Enjoy. Uh, what we have left of the college football season. Enjoy Maction. Enjoy these Thursday, Friday night games. Enjoy the last few Saturdays we get with full slates because it's all going to come to an end soon. And before you know it, it's going to be conference championship Saturday and it's going to be a month off between Stanford and when we play our next game. So just enjoy what we have left of this college football season. Albeit we won't be in the college football playoff or a new year six, it's still the best football. It's the best time of the year. I love college football. There's nothing better than 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. on a Saturday, just couch locked watching games. It's going to suck when I have to uh, be a father one day and, and not be able to to watch college football all Saturday long, or maybe my kids will watch it with me. But at this current junction in my life, I am allowed the opportunity to watch college football window or wire to wire on Saturdays and as many Saturdays as I have that to, you know, the ability to do so, I will not, uh, not take advantage of it. So I look forward to a Saturday where I can't be hurt by my Notre Dame fighting Irish. And I can't be hurt by my other team, the NIU Huskies. I enjoy the games that we get this Saturday. And just for, just for starters, we can go, and just give you a couple of the games of the week, but I know for a fact that Georgia plays Ole Miss, so you know, you know where my loyalty lies. I'll be, I'll be rooting for uh, Ole Miss in that one. But some of the other ranked matchups we get. So look, it starts right at eleven o'clock. You get Michigan, Penn State. You get Alabama, Kentucky. Uh, I know Kentucky's not ranked, but that should still be a pretty good game. Uh, 2.30, you got Utah and Washington. Utah's pretty frisky. Washington looking to keep an undefeated season alive. And then also at 2.32, you get Miami and Florida. I know this game isn't what it was in the early 2000s, but it's still a rivalry game. And the U plus 14 and a half, eh, looking a little juicy, but I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. You got Tennessee, Missouri also at 2.30. That should be a great game between 13 and 14 in the nation. Uh, that Ole Miss-Georgia game is a 6 o'clock game. Oklahoma, off a loss, hosts West Virginia, who's 6-3. and three. So that that could be a good game as well. Uh, Florida-LSU, you got – and you got Oregon-USC as a nightcap. You can watch Caleb Williams cry one more time with his nail paint on at the end of the night to close out your college football Saturday. That is if you don't go to the island to go watch Hawaii like the sick fucks that I do every week. Like the sick fuck like the sick fuck that I am every week. But yeah, Notre Dame can't hurt us this week. And again, it allows me the opportunity to just focus solely on this game and then we can focus solely on the Wake Forest game. So it gives us a couple more episodes. So I don't mind uh the bye weeks. Uh I just uh I, I hate a bye week after a loss because I want the guys to have the opportunity to get back out there and just go and win a football game right away, but they don't. So we have to wait uh, until the 18th until Wake Forest comes to town. Uh, We'll be back at some point in the middle of the week. I'd probably say just, just Tuesday or Wednesday to keep it, 
just on the normal schedule that we've been on. And and that will be an episode that's dedicated solely to the preview of the Wake Forest game. Maybe I'll try to find a guest for that week. I got plenty of time. Uh, so maybe we can try and get someone else to join me uh, for next week's episode. So you don't have to, just have to hear me screaming into a microphone about our fighting Irish. But the fighting Irish lose this one 31 to 23 offensively, Audric Estime is my player of the game, and defensively, Xavier Watts is my player of the game. He came down with another interception. Xavier Watts leads the nation in turnovers, or not in turnovers, he leads the na- nation in interceptions. And I I mean, I don't know if a, a Thorpe Award winner can be a safety, but if a safety can win the Thorpe, Xavier Watts should at least be in the conversation. He's leading the country in interceptions from the safety position. It's very impressive. Very, very impressive. Um, He has really done well uh, to boost his potential draft stock. Or, you know, if he wasn't on the radar before, he's definitely on the radar now. And uh, he was one of the lone bright spots on the defense uh, this this past weekend because – you just can't allow 31 points to a Clemson team that has had an anemic offense for quite some time. Let me just look at their results and see the last time they scored 30 before we close this out. Yeah, bro. The, the last time they scored 30 was in September against Syracuse, who was terrible. Like September 30th, they won 31 to 14. So is what it is. Um, have to put this one behind us, just have a little bit more of a layoff between games, but I'm hoping the guys can find a way to win a football game when we get back to business here on the 18th against Wake Forest. But, yeah, Notre Dame loses this one last Saturday, 31-23 to Clemson. Uh, offensively, Audra Estime, lone bright spot. Defensively, I'm looking at Xavier Watts. I liked what I saw out of guys like Rico Flores, but I just don't think that – uh, we have the horses in the stable to be where we want in the college football landscape. So I'm hoping that Coach Freeman continues to hit the recruiting trail hard. We obviously need to bring in a new transfer quarterback, hopefully someone that's not 42 years old when we get him. But it is what it is. We still have a few more weeks of the season. I look to enjoy those final few games of the season and final games of the college football season. And we'll be back with you guys next week to get you guys ready for Wake Forest. As always, whether it's your first episode tuning in or you've been with us for the four years that we've been doing the show, we always appreciate your support. We appreciate your engagement on game days. And we'll be back with you guys uh, in about a week or so. But with that being said, make sure to throw our social media accounts a follow at ONTAP Irish and myself at BeatOn300. But I got nothing else for you guys. We'll be back to you guys next week and go Irish.